My name is Alexander Medic, and you are listening to Disrupt Development, the podcast that shares inspiring stories of disruptive thinkers and doers from global development. In the Disrupt Storycast, development professionals tell stories, stories about transformative ideas or innovative projects, impactful products, groundbreaking systems, or new partnerships. In this Storycast, someone will explain the importance of using investment cases in global development. So a good starting point for NGOs uh, is to develop investment cases. Uh, An in, in investment case is essentially a proposition with a potential financial or social re- return for the investor. Salman Kawar has worked as a consultant for international development institutions, including UN Women and the United Nations Populations Fund. His expertise centers around research and communication in global development. I'm going to share a story reflecting upon interesting findings of a research I recently conducted for AIDS funds. The research was on how NGOs can adapt their fundraising approach in light of the changes being witnessed in the international development sector. Uh, The main objective of the research was to explore the need and effectiveness of developing investment cases in the non-profit context. Um, As investment cases are a relatively novel concept for NGOs, I relied mainly on primary sources. I conducted uh, interviews um, with individuals from a diverse range of backgrounds, working in the UN, private sector, startups, INGOs, and development banks um, involved in the HIV AIDS response. I also conducted a survey. I'll start off by highlighting the changing environment that NGOs uh, now find themselves in. Uh, So one common theme that I found was that there is an increasingly fragmented development ecosystem. Uh, There has been a transition from large foreign aid donors of the North to a more competitive marketplace, uh, which is marked by a greater role of middle-income countries and the entry of corporations in the the development arena. Uh, This has led to a greater diversity in approaches to development and is challenging the traditional grant-based model that most NGOs rely on. Um, And NGOs have started to realize that non-earmarked funding will be much more uh, limited in the future. So they can no longer um, look to, for example, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs every single time and assume that funds will be made available. Another change that's being witnessed is the rise of new philanthropy. Um, Philanthropy has evolved in recent years and is characterized by an increasing interest on the part of business leaders and entrepreneurs to make social investments rather than than charity. This change has been characterized by new terms such as um, philanthrocapitalism or venture philanthropy. Um, This new generation of philanthropists are is, is no longer content in writing a check or, or being passive donors in the development process. And instead, they want to be more engaged. They're more innovative, creative, and, and business-like in their philanthropy than the previous generation. Uh, moreover, they now expect a return in, in the form of impact, scale, and even systematic change. Uh, Most NGOs um, 
at this point are not well equipped to adapt to some of the uh, changes that I touched upon. Uh, firstly, NGOs are, are reliant on a few uh, donors and they struggle to diversify their, their funding sources. Uh, there's, however, a need to be more proactive in the, in the fundraising approach as uh, the traditional grant-based model is, is arguably becoming obsolete and money will not come as easily as it used to in the past. Um, also, I found that NGOs generally do not have a formal fundraising strategy, uh, which essentially determines how the organization will generate funds in the short, medium, and long terms. Um, fundraising strategy provides uh, strategic direction on which funding streams to explore and develop moving forward. It also helps determine what risk-reward trade-off is uh, acceptable. Uh, for example, is being involved in riskier ventures, uh, but with higher returns, uh, feasible or not, depending on the organization's priorities and uh, financial situation. A related point is about um, the willingness of uh, uh, the unwillingness or inability of NGOs to move towards innovative financing uh, mechanisms. While the traditional development assistance is, is based on grants uh, with no expectation of cost recovery, innovative financing provides avenues for, for uh, cost recovery um, and even earning financial return on, on top of that. Um, so innovative financing, there are many forms. Um, one is conditional funding mechanisms, which essentially include pay-for-success bonds and performance-based uh, payments, for example. And then you have catalytic funding, which includes seed funding, public-private mechanism, blended finance. Um, you have impact investing, uh, which is basically investments uh, with the primary goal of creating social impact, but obviously with an expectation of financial uh, return on the investment as well. There are some practical reasons why NGOs uh, do not <clears throat> move towards innovative financing. One is that uh, most NGOs do not have the financial strength to <clears throat> invest in these ventures. Um, secondly, there is an element of risk and in case targets are not met, uh, the risk eventually falls onto the NGO of the North as the implementing partners uh, on the ground do not uh, usually have the financial strength to to um, withstand or like assume such such risk. Another factor is that NGOs uh, do oftentimes do not have uh, the requisite monitoring and accountability mechanisms in place. Uh, so being involved in innovative financing and NGOs would uh, have to divert resources away from their programmatic focus to uh, ensuring that uh, there are sufficient monitoring uh, mechanisms. So a good starting point for NGOs uh, is to develop investment cases. Uh, an investment case is essentially a proposition with a potential financial or social re return for the investor. 
um, it's it's uh, basically a private sector tool which makes a case for why investors should uh, invest in a company however it's um, usage has has been extended to the international aid sector recently um, as NGOs recognize uh, the need to be able to communicate to investors outside of the traditional institutional donors in order to tap into new financing streams. Um, apart from uh, the potential for investment cases to raise additional funds, an investment case uh, can force an NGO to think in a more entrepreneurial and business-like manner. Um, it obliges organizations to think strategically about what they're good at and what they can offer to the investor in re return for the for the investment. Uh, the traditional brand-based uh, model does not necessarily encourage this type of uh, self-reflection as um, NGOs receive funds in, in return for a call for proposals. Um, furthermore, it forces organizations to think more in terms of financial viability and sustainability of projects. As far as uh, the formats for investment cases go, there are no strict rules. Um, an investment case can be a detailed report uh, publicly released by an organization alongside its um, uh, strategic plan, for example, or it can be a two-page brochure for a specific project, or it can be a pitch deck or, or slides presented to a potential investor. Uh, based on the research findings, um, an investment case should incorporate certain essential elements. Uh, these include um, a clearly defined problem statement, um, a return on investment, specific ask or, or funding shortfalls, uh, theory of change, innovativeness of the proposed intervention, such as having um, human-centered design, for example, a clear plan for sustainability or scalability of interventions, impact metrics that are closely aligned with the investors' expectations, and finally, partnerships or which partners if any, are involved in, in the intervention. Also, there were certain underlying principles identified by, by respondents, um, which uh, should be taken into consideration while developing investment cases. These include the use of evidence, focus on an organization's unique selling point or comparative strengths, uh, political angle, uh, meaning taking into consideration political priorities or the macro environment, cost effectiveness of the proposed solution, how the proposed intervention uh, will lead to greater efficiencies and savings. And lastly, knowing your audience. So basically tailoring the investment case based on the needs and expectations of your audience. However, there are potential obstacles um, that make it difficult for NGOs to develop investment cases. Uh, one such obstacle is ascertaining a return on investment uh, due to factors such as lack of expertise or lack of data. Um, the latter point uh, regarding data becomes even tougher for NGOs involved in SRHR services as the anonymity of users needs to be ensured. 
So to sum up, uh, there needs to be a paradigm shift to ensure that NGOs maintain uh, their relevance moving forward. You already see a rise in uh, alternate business models. Uh, you see like social enterprises that focus on impact and are at the same time financially self-sustainable as well. So moving forward, every NGO needs to uh, think beyond the project-based mentality and uh, think in terms of uh, longer, longer term sustainability.